Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hi everyone, today's podcast is all about homeschooling and working. I know that's something that more and more homeschool moms are facing and it it can really be a challenge. But we have a really special guest with us here today, Andrea Dillon, and Andrea is the face of A to Z Homeschool. If you've never been over there to visit and check it out, you really, really need to. That's A to Z Homeschooling.com. There's always great stuff happening over there, so make sure you pay Andrea a visit. And just to give our listeners some background, I think Andrea is absolutely one of the most amazing people that I've ever met. She is definitely one of my homeschool heroes. She not only homeschools her two children and works from home, but she's also a single mom and she's doing all of this by herself. So Andrea, tell us a little about yourself, your children and your work situation. Thank you so much, Jamie. I am a single homeschool mom. I am homeschooling a nine and a 10 year old. They're in fourth and fifth grade respectively. And it is crazy all the time, but it is absolutely wonderful. We are slowly working our way into a groove. Um, I've been the single homeschool working mom for almost three years now, and it's a constantly evolving, changing life, (laughs) 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 to put put it as simply. (laughs) So with your schedule in particular, do do you homeschool and work at the same time? Or do you kind of stagger your times? How do you work that out? A little bit of both. Most of the time, I'm working while they're homeschooling. And if it's things that, I try to pick things that I know I can start and stop on. So that way, if they need me, I can pause, put on my homeschool hat for a bit, work with them on what they need to do, and then come back to what what I'm doing. Um, There are times where I, I have to segregate myself alone somewhere to get some stuff done. And that's when... Um, I've kind of taught them more about doing things on their own and working on their own and setting aside when they need me for us to work on later. Right, definitely. So that's something that I found too as as my children were getting a little older. And of course, when I first started uh, homeschooling and working, it was crazy because my kids were pretty little and I couldn't do that at the same time. But I've noticed, as you said, you know, yours are getting to that age. It's nice. You can kind of do some work while they're schooling that works out good doesn't it i have learned the one minute like <laughs> they'll ask me a question and mom, mommy i'll do her one minute sign and i know just like peace let me get my thoughts back out and then i then we can continue on <laughs> yeah so do you feel like your homeschool method or style is kind of relaxed to fit into that schedule very much so yeah. um i feel to be a single homeschool mom, no matter what you're doing, if you're working or not, you have to have flexibility mm-hmm. and you have to relax. And, and the first thing that anyone who's in this situation has to realize is you've got to let things go. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can't have it all at once. You can get there, but it can't happen all at once in a nice little box. You, it's it's got to gradually build as you get your footing. And it takes a while. I guess I are almost three years in and, and we're just now getting comfortable 
enough that I say we're, we're not quite a well-oiled machine, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I had, I had to learn that the hard way myself. Um, you know, I started homeschooling. I had four kids, and two of them really were homeschooled. The other two were too little. And I wanted everything to be perfect. And, and then I had two more kids, and I was like, oh, no, threw in the tank. Out the door. Oh, yeah. Big time. I think the over-planning, especially as a mom, you, you kind of get this idea that you're, you're, you have to plan everything and stick to it. And I think that was my curse initially, even before I started working from home. I wanted everything to be to the plan. <laughs> if I said we're doing this at 10, we're doing this at 10, I don't care what's happening, but you have to let that go. You have to realize that that's not going to work, <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, and exactly. I come from a teaching background, too, so I, I was also at odds with my teacher self <laughs> because I was so used to classroom planning and organization, and my brain was still stuck there, and that, that was a hurdle I had to overcome as well. Oh yeah, I think that's why we're we've always gotten along so well. <laughs> we both have that that teacher background. I I had the same exact experience. I had to get over that hurdle because it just doesn't work well. In and it always school. sneaks back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every year. <laughs> Great. So, with your work schedule, how do you handle your day? Do you have like set periods of time, or like a quitting time, or do you just kind of work on and off during the day? How do you work with that? <laughs> It depends on what projects I have lined up. If I know it's something um, that's pressing that has to happen, I will schedule blocks of time out so that I can work on that separately. Mm -hmm. um, but most of the time, we're really flexible about starting when we're all ready, and then we all work around the same time. And then about dinner time, we all shut down no matter what's going on. That's our break time. Yeah. Everything gets closed. Everything gets put away. We get a break. If work isn't done, that'll be addressed afterwards. If schoolwork isn't done, some days that does happen. <laughs> that gets addressed afterwards, too. And so we, I'm very relaxed on how um, what needs to be done in a certain time because I want them to have as much time as they need and as much time as I need to get done with what I need to do. And so as long as we have that break section and we can come together, kind of throw everything out to the side, enjoy a meal, maybe a small episode of something and, and, or a game or, or just relax for a bit. But, um, and then after that, if we need to go back, we will. But most of the time, that's when we call our day end. Yeah, that's the same here, too. I feel like it helps you to have that break and separation and just, like, you know, be intentional about your family and having a good time together before you have to do it all yes. over again the next day. Yes. But, and that sound is also helpful, especially if it's something that I'm stressing out about working on to, to just put it away and us do something fun. We'll pop popcorn and have a, a random movie time or pull out a game that we haven't played in forever and do it. Or just, okay, everybody get dressed, we're going somewhere, and we'll take a break. And, and that always helps them. We can come back refreshed and, and get more work done, even with a break, than if we would have stayed and struggled. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier you had your one-minute finger. Sometimes you had to hold up. I feel like that's kind of something that, you know, each of us as a homeschool mom, working mom, we have these little things that we've kind of set in, in place, whether it be a signal or maybe something – 
You know, I heard one homeschool mom said she had a hat that she would put on when she was working, you know, so her kids would just see, oh, yeah, mom's working. It was like a visual. Um, did you did you teach your children like some protocols when mom's working? We do this or we don't do this. I actually have a sign on my bedroom door <laughs> that I made very early on. And it says mom is working slash in meeting or whatever it needs to be. And then I. I write in what they can do quietly while I'm doing what needs to be done. And that has always helped. Some days it's this and this for schoolwork, and some days they can see it, and it'll be you get to play on whatever thing that I normally don't let them play on while I'm doing this work. <laughs> and so it's it's a nice um, kind of guide that they can follow. And they, they know, like if my door is shut, they know that, that mommy's – doing something that she needs to be alone for and and that there's um, probably a meeting or a phone call or something going on and to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> and so that, that happened really um, gradually and, and we just kind of fell into that. Um, another one of mine is my kids are both gamers. Um, so after they're done with their schoolwork, it tends to get a bit loud with gaming <laughs> because they have oh. friends all over the world yeah. um, that they chat with, which is great. I mean... It's, it's amazing who they've become friends with and they get to talk to and some of the languages they're picking up, um, which I don't know, but they have learned. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so they know when mommy, especially when mommy's writing, my headphones are wrong. And if my headphones are on, you approach quietly and wait patiently for her to acknowledge you because she's writing. She's in a writing mood. Mm -hmm. And and, I'll, and that's that's my hat of sorts <laughs> with that is when my headphones are on. Um, we also use a chart method of keeping on track for days. Um, and so my kids always know that if I'm not there immediately, they, they can check and see what they have to do and they can start on that. And most of the time they're good about that. Some days they want to put it off and, and find something else to do before I tell them. But, but most of the time they're really good about checking with that. The whole idea of teaching our children to be independent, to be independent learners, and kind of like setting our home life or you know the what we've got to do whether it's school whether it's lunch into like this automated mode you know I found that that's kind of a survival skill for me to be able to work from home that you know I've got to teach my kids they've got to handle this and this and this on their own or I just I won't have time to do the other things that are required of me so that was cool that you did that you you have it kind of automated. They know what to do. We, we do it especially uh, here recently. I've had to do it for food planning <laughs> yeah. because I am so bad for forgetting to eat. And so I will just power through and work. Mm -hmm. And my kids, you know, can't power through. They're, they're at that growing stage where it's six mini meals a day. I tend to prep on the weekend and find small things for them that they I know they would like and have it ready and available and, and pretty easy for them to either make themselves or have it already made. And there's a list on our refrigerator that I'll dry erase and what's available. And so they can go and get their food when they're hungry and they know what's available and they know what they can make. And they're getting older now where they can actually use the appliances and cook some things. So that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> but they, um, they know what's available when they can fix and make and eat. And I don't have to hear what we have for lunch right in the middle of me trying to think. <laughs> and okay. so that, that's helped a lot. And it's also great because then they'll even come and check in on me and say, hey, we're going to make ourselves this. Would you like one? Which is 
a surprise bonus of this <laughs> because I don't think that would have happened otherwise. <laughs> and I, I love seeing that because it's not just academics that we're teaching our children. It's life skills and preparing them for their own future in all yes, of these wonderful so. areas. So that really ties into another thing that I was going to bring up, making our home and our homeschool and our work and ourselves just efficient. I mean, you spoke to that just now, and that's all about efficiency. You've got, you know, where you're letting your kids know what's available for them to eat, and they're independently able to go in and take care of that. What other things do you do that kind of keep everybody going efficiently? With our cleaning, I fully admit straight off, I am a horrible housekeeper I tend to be the person that puts it off for the last minute (laughs) Um, it's just not my thing it never has been but we will set aside normally our Friday nights sometimes Saturday mornings Um, my kids will know okay it's time to clean and everyone drops whatever they're doing and we pick up we vacuum we mop we put things up if there's clothes that needs to be sorted and put up that gets put up that way we can kind of stop and be refreshed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and we all sit down and take a big sigh when it's cleaned because we all feel better. And so even my kids will know, like they'll, they'll get to a point where if it's been a rough week and they've made a mess and completely destroyed our living room, they'll be like, I think we need to have one of those moments. And and they've started to realize and do it themselves, um, yeah. especially before bed. I might have to nudge sometimes and go, oh, it's getting a bit much in here. And then they'll just go into full mode. I've slowly trained them for that. And it's it's been great watching. That seems to be one of ours that we do. With laundry, that's another one. Of, if, you, if you follow me on A to Z homeschooling, especially on social, you will see my laundry woes. <laughs> it is another one of my I'm not good at areas. Um, I tend to be the wash it, dry it, and it sits there for a long time to get it away. But my kids are helping greatly with that and they'll they'll recognize okay this is washed now i need to put this up and they'll take their they'll take their basket at least to their room so at least it's a step further than we've gotten before we are definitely kindred spirits because that is exactly (laughs) how i operate with laundry i wash it i dry it i bought these two rolling industrial size laundry baskets i mean we're talking industrial size you know with the white canvas little thing the full blown exactly and I, i just put all the clean stuff in there and then I don't make them do it frequently but at least maybe once a week when those are full it's like okay everybody's helping I'm not folding I washed (laughs) well there'll be moments where our clothes will be all intermingled and and they're so used to me sorting and it's just been something that I've always done and I don't know why it's just programmed into me to do it but especially the past few months my kids have been like oh this needs sorted and I just kind of give them a look, and they'll be like, okay, we'll do it. And they'll go and sort for me, because they know, like, yeah, this needs to be done. And so yeah. they're, they're getting older to put where they recognize the things that happen that aren't magic, just what mommy's doing. Right. And so they're beginning to step it up and, and know that they have to kind of do their own part. And then there's a few things. We're still, in the, we're still within this great age to where sometimes they just like to do things. And so I'll wake up some days and my dishes have been loaded in the dishwasher and it's running. And I don't even know like what prompted it, but I'm not going to say a word and just love it and thank, be thankful. <laughs> right. Don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else did that one, but I'm happy. No oh, one gives yeah. me a thought, please. <laughs> oh, it's always such a huge blessing when you see the kids just doing on their own. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. it tells you that. Your hard work, your all that labor that you've invested in teaching them and training them, that's paying off. That, that's the perk of having a 
having two close to the same age as well as this one. One's slapping, the other one's really quick to point it out because we're at that sibling moment in time where it's like, hey, you're not the one you're shooting. And so normally my daughter will look at my son and be like, mom does this all the time. You can do it once. (laughs) And And so they get onto each other at times. So I don't even have to sometimes say it. Appreciate you joining us today. And this chat has been great. Before we go, do you have anything that you'd like to share with those single moms out there who are working and homeschooling and find it challenging? Do you have any words of encouragement for them? Absolutely. You can do it. Just hang in there. Take it one step at a time. If you're overwhelmed, if you're stressed, back off. Step back. But what needs to happen first? If the work is is your your first needs to happen, let it happen. Your kids will be okay. They are constantly learning. I have definitely found in my house, as much as I fought against letting my kids be unschoolers, we, we tend to float on that side sometimes, especially when mommy's super busy. And your kids will learn. Your kids will pick things up that you never imagined they were going to. And it's things that they wouldn't have learned if you were planning it because it wouldn't have been something that you would have thought to teach them. Don't stress about it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> one step at a time and you'll get there you'll get there it's it's always evolving it's always changing you'll get there absolutely i love it well thank you again andrea and i wish all of our listeners a great week tune in next time to the homeschooling and loving it podcast with grace and joy jamie